When social distancing isn't an option, being essential can take its toll on even the most seasoned pro. Welcome to Service Calls, a podcast brought to you by Heritage Parts in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. I'm Rob LaFriends, and in this episode, we'll talk about new expectations and limitations as restaurants reopen. And joining me as always is Food Service Equipment Reports Managing Editor Allison Resendiz. Hey everyone, and we'll also hear about how just a little training and maintenance can prevent headaches for both tech and operator. But first, joining us on the phone from Philadelphia is Cefesa Vice President and Elmer Schultz Services owner and President Kirby Mallon. And Kirby, can you tell us a little bit about your position in the industry? Sure. I'm the owner of Elmer Schultz Services here in Philadelphia. Uh, and Elmer Schultz Services has been around for 70 years, third generation family business. And we obviously uh, service commercial cooking equipment. I've been in the industry for 30 years and uh, I've, I started off as a technician and I've done every job in this business. I've been the dispatcher, I've been the shipper, I've been the billing clerk, I've been the general manager. And, and obviously, as I, as I said, I'm now the owner of Elmer Schultz. I'm hoping you can share with us the challenges that techs are facing in the field right now, and how do you recommend they overcome them? We all just sit here and talk about COVID-19. Uh, however, it does affect the technicians. Prior to uh, the situation we're in now, technicians were high, in high demand, and also the call volume was maxed out. So any defensive company that you've spoken to prior to COVID-19 would say, we don't have enough technicians and we have too much work. And that put a tremendous amount of stress on technicians and everything has completely changed overnight. Now there is an influx of technicians uh, because a lot of people had laid off their employees and we don't have the call volume. So we are now in a position where we are trying to find work for our technicians, which is the first time in 30 years that I've ever experienced this. The environment in, in the kitchen is is very different um, with all the new COVID-19 uh, guidelines from the CDC. Do you think, are they having it, is it difficult to concentrate or what do you think it's like for them right now? Or what do you, what are you hearing it's like for them right now? I feel that the biggest challenge that technicians are dealing with right now is having a, 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 a clear head and being able to properly troubleshoot equipment in the current environment. If you think about it, uh, you're at home safe, I assume. I come into my office, I close my door, I sit in my office, and it's it's a, it's a work environment that is conducive uh, to the COVID-19 situation we're in. Now, a technician, what does he have to do? He has to roll into a kitchen that he doesn't know any of the, any of the people around him, and he has to troubleshoot a piece of equipment in a timely manner. At, a, at $120 an hour, there's a tremendous amount of stress on a technician to properly troubleshoot a piece of equipment and to install the, the proper part to get the piece of equipment up and running. Now, they have to do that with 10 other strangers around them, some wearing masks, some trying to wear a mask, some pulled down below their nose. And I think that they're extremely stressed out of, of catching COVID-19 in the, in the workplace. And then they complete that job and then they have to go to another kitchen and they have to do the same thing where they're in another environment where they know they do not know these people and 
it's got to be a terribly stressful situation. What advice do you have for a tech who's having a hard time concentrating? Well, I think that there's a couple things that could be done. Um, I think that if we can send the same technician in to the same kitchen, uh, especially in the COVID-19 situation, if if uh, Chef uh, Bob is used to seeing uh, uh, Jeff come in and fix his oven and he feels comfortable with Jeff and Jeff feels comfortable with Chef Bob, then the same technician go, should go back in the following week for another piece of equipment. I think that's one thing. We could have a relationship with the store owner or the chef and the technician. Uh, also, um, when a technician is going in to fix a piece of equipment, he should he should know what he's working on, what the issues are, and have all service uh, manuals available at, at his disposal. And uh, we've even thought about um, servicing equipment uh, off hours. So there was a there was a school of thought that if these technicians are very concerned about rolling into a kitchen with uh, 10 people working in the kitchen, maybe we ought to go in there at midnight and service the equipment at night. So uh, that's one thing that we've been we've been considering. But the the technicians are uh, are very stressed out, and um, there's there's um, there's got to be a solution that we can come up with. While manufacturers and parts companies have plenty of inventory, I've heard that some service companies might not be investing in stocking parts because of the crisis. What advice do you have for techs when dealing with that lack of on-site inventory? Well, yes. So uh, technicians um, do have the ability to, prior to going on a service call, they can say, okay, this is a, um, a fryer. And the what's wrong with the fryer? The pilot won't light. Okay, well, what kind of fryer is it? Well, if, if the pilot won't light, let's make sure that I have a thermocouple, a gas valve on the truck. So especially when we're, when we're slow and we don't have the volume, it would make sense for that technician to make sure that he has those two critical parts prior to going to the job. But prior to COVID-19, we wouldn't do that. We would just try to hit as many calls as possible. Uh, and again, with the inventory on the trucks, we were able to provide a 85% first call fix. In this new environment, uh, what we're seeing a lot is manufacturers are doing their own troubleshooting and they're sending parts to us at no charge uh, in, in an attempt to have a first call fix. And I think that will uh, help technicians uh, to, to fix the equipment on the first trip, but also to have the parts and to um, not be concerned that they have to make a second trip or even a third trip. But um, Inventory is going to be an issue. Uh, Kirby, what did you guys at Elmer Schultz Service do to reassure your techs who, like you said, are dealing with a whole new level of stress? Well, what we what we decided to do, first of all, not lay up. Lay, we did not lay anybody off. Uh, we were in a position that we uh, we had a strong balance sheet. I guess we were planning for a rainy day all along and didn't know didn't know it. Uh, but we we were in a position that we felt that the we were not going to lay off any employees. We reduced hours and we took the opportunity to look at all of our processes and to evaluate our processes and to make changes that we've always kind of wanted to do and never did. And our plan is to come out of this stronger than ever and be in a position that we will be able to be a leader in the industry once restaurants open their doors. 
you know, um, in some previous episodes, we've talked about training and things are so different now. What do you see happening on your end uh, as far as uh, training and, and what challenges are techs dealing with? One good option for technicians in this particular time is to become a master certified uh, technician, a CFSA master certified technician. So there's three tests, electric, gas, and steam. And when they pass all three of those, then they are considered a CFSA master certified technician. And those tests are not easy. Um, most technicians uh, fail on the first attempt and uh, it's a difficult test and it's a difficult test uh, by design. What we wanna make sure that these technicians uh, know what they're working on, know how to, the theories of electric and gas and steam. And in this environment, when uh, we're not maxed out, but we have the opportunity to train technicians and for them to study and, and pass, pass CFSA testing. And once a technician has become a master certified CFSA technician, they are much more confident and they're much more efficient in their job. Okay, and, and that's something they can all do online? Yes, they can. Okay. Uh, in fact, um, even prior to COVID-19, that was the the uh, the avenue to uh, to pass the test is a, is a, is a online uh, test that is live with a live instructor, and uh, it's a hundred questions, and they have to pass seventy of the questions. And okay. the seventy questions, or the hundred questions, I should say, are not all in the books, and that's by design. The theory there is that we don't want someone to be able to just study the book and pass the test. You have to pass the test with hands-on knowledge, time in the field, and experience. All right, thank you. That was some really good insight and advice from Elmer Schultz Services owner and president Kirby Mallon. Now it's time for From the Field, and we go to the phone from Indianapolis. It's General Parts Lead Tech, Pat Finley. And Pat, you told a story to Food Service Equipment Reports about a call you got when you were working for a different company about a broken dishwasher at a bakery. What was the problem? Yeah, um, I've done a few calls out there. It's one of the customers where they always supply their own parts, and they just called us out to put them on. And uh, it's a big uh, dish machine. Um, they set their pans in there long ways, and they just put a bunch of them in there. And they had a motor go bad, and uh, we went out to replace the motor. Uh, me and another senior tech went out. I was junior tech at the time, and pulled the motor out, took the pump housing off, uh, put the pump housing onto the new motor, put it all back together, went to slide it back in place, and noticed we had a blockage on the intake. Um, once we seen the blockage, we started cleaning it out. We didn't know what it was. It was hard, it was like carbon. It was, it'd been there for a long time. And uh, once we got it all cleaned out, we realized that they weren't changing their water, and it was all the cake batter from the donuts, the yeast, and everything, and it settled to the bottom of the tank. And that didn't just uh, affect like one part. That, was, uh, that did a number on the whole machine, right? Yeah, that's probably what led to having issues with the uh, pump seals. It was not pumping right. Um, we changed pump seals probably about three to six months prior. Um, and it, it just, every havoc. The customer wasn't cleaning their water like they're supposed to or changing the water like they're supposed to. Normal on a dish machine, it's every two hours. You want to go ahead and drain the unit, flush it out, fill it back up, start over. And I don't know if and when they'd ever changed the water in this thing, it seemed like. Is that something you find a lot when you get out on calls? Yeah, it can be. Uh, most of your soap companies have big signs that say, hey, change your water every two hours to try to help alleviate that. 
Um, I had never seen one as bad as this, though. Uh, how did the customer respond once they uh, figured out the machine required, you know, a whole lot more work than what they initially uh, expected? Well, they started off by blaming us, saying that we broke the bottom of the machine. Because what happened, we had to dig all of that out of there because it was affecting heating, it was affecting the flow of the water and everything. And by the time we dug it all out, the bottom of the machine had actually was gone from the heat bouncing back from the gas heat back down. It actually worn away all the uh, stainless on the bottom of the, dank, of the tank and it was actually leaking everywhere once we cleaned all the carbon out. It acted like a buffer and it it just it killed it pretty much. Was the machine salvageable? I do not know. They did not have us go back unfortunately. Oh really? They didn't want you to go back huh? Yeah at that point it was either welding a new bottom plate in the bottom machine or replace it and we didn't offer either one of those services at the time, so I'm not sure exactly how it went. You know, it seems like such a, a simple thing if you just follow the, you know, ma re the maintenance that is, uh, you know, laid out for you by the manufacturer that you should have a, a good working piece of equipment for some time, right? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was the weirdest case I've ever seen. That, that thing, it was used nonstop. I mean, they pump out the donuts, they pump out cakes, cookies, that's what this place is famous for, and... It showed it was well used, but I mean, a little bit of maintenance goes a long ways. Yeah, really, and you can't say that enough. Thanks a lot to General Parts Lead Tech, Pat Finley. Next up, it's Nuts and Bolts, and this is where we get tips and advice from techs like you who spend their days being essential. And our topic is, how have you used any downtime you've had because of the pandemic to propel your career? First up, we have Gary's East Coast Service Vice President, Angela Petiti. My career is actually being a business owner, so propelling my career only happens when my team moves forward. I really had to look at everyone and try to figure out what they needed. I found my team needed communication. They needed someone to take all the information that was out there and condense it. So every day I would get information from all different sources and then take what I learned and create policies for work and suggestions for day-to-day -day life on how to keep ourselves, our customers, and our families safe. Each day I would put out a video blast to my employees. Being on video is definitely something that does not come natural to me and it was a definite learning experience. I did the videos almost every day, every business day for a month. I think that experience will help me to be a better communicator, which will help my team and my business propel into the future. Next, it's Choquette CKS lead technician and trainer, Jeff Bruce. So business has been slow for us and with fewer people working, we've taken on more responsibilities individually and, and taken on a bit of uh, other people's jobs that aren't working right now. And it's definitely created more of an understanding for us and definitely appreciation for the jobs that other people do, which I think is a really important thing for our careers going forward. We've also done a lot of online training through our manufacturers and um, learned to work as a team really well. And I think that's been really important for us moving forward. Here's Duffy's AIS field service technician, Matt Weller. Our business slowed down quite a bit as a result of the pandemic. Um, most of our technicians have been using the time um, doing a lot of online training. Many of the manufacturers have offered that. Um, I personally took several of those and used the time to um, study for and then take and pass several of my CEFESA certifications. So 
that's what we've been doing here. And my colleague Jennifer O'Neill has this email from EMR Delaware Valley technician Nico Calloway. To propel my career, I've greatly increased studying in areas that I feel need work. I've been studying for CEFESA tests and passing them, which benefits the company. Also putting forth the effort to study for my HVAC master's which is probably the main focal point as that'll boost my career even further with new opportunities and abilities. Thanks a lot to everyone for your contributions. Next month, we want to know, as you work to improve your skills, what's your number one rule when it comes to phoning or texting your customers? We'd love to hear from you, and you can call in to leave a message. Our number is 312-788-7618. That's 312-788-7618. You can also email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it along to servicecalls at fermag.com. And that's it for this episode of Service Calls, brought to you by Heritage Parts in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. We'll be back next month, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm Rob LaFrance.